well, I want to give you your introduction. Shout out to Donnie. Shout out to Andres, of course. Pope Baby's in the building, Savannah, Georgia. Atlanta, you're in Atlanta now, I heard. Pope Baby's yep. in the building. You already know. Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Live 65, iHeartRadio, Mad Max Radio. Welcome to the show, man. It's an honor to have you here. How's everything going? How's your night? You ready for the holiday here? Thanksgiving? Uh, man, every every holiday season gets triggered for me because like uh, most of my family's birthdays is in the fall season. My birthday is in September. I got a little brother whose birthday is the 30th. Mine's the 17th. I got another one. His birthday is the day before Halloween. And then my mom's birthday is Thanksgiving. Wow. Wow. So you're you should you're celebrating two big things. I think your mom's big birthday is of course bigger than Thanksgiving. So you're celebrating two special things on one day. Back to back. Back to back. Every, 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 every holiday season, I go completely broke. <laughs> <laughs> uh well we got yard work volume two all the turtle tales episodes one through five on youtube yard work volume two kickoff yeah yeah crazy because yeah, yeah. i'm a real hip-hop head and i love all the lyrics i know you're inspired by biggie you love me you love artists who resonate where they're from and you know they call me and kick off for the two tracks that spoke to me on, on this album that's love, man. I appreciate it, man. A lot of people starting to, you know, gravitate toward kickoff right now, too. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. The project has been like, Y'all Work 2 has been like slowly but gradually gaining more and more people to the project to listen to it. And that's one of their favorite tracks right now, kickoff, for sure. I'm, I'm not surprised. It's fire. And it's something that's so interesting when you, when you mentioned on the project, this is true Southern hip hop right there. Talk to me about what your definition of true Southern hip-hop is. What's your definition? Uh, I think Southern hip-hop, in my opinion, is one. How can I describe it? True Southern hip-hop, to me, is, is independent art. Truly, mm. just independent art. Like, from the beginning, like, all the way back from, like, Outkast days, Goody Mob days, UGK days, and all of that, like, a lot of the times we didn't have, still to this day, like, we didn't have a lot of the big labels down here in the South. So a lot of people had to, you know, produce their own content and their own music, like out of their own like garage or out of their trunk or out of their mama house. Like, and that's that's the feeling I, I put into yard work and yard work too. Like, this is like coming straight from my heart and straight from my own, like our own dime and really like grinding this shit out for real, like true Southern hip hop. You're doing it and, and you're right. You do represent, you're kind of following in the footsteps there of outcast. Goody Mob, the, the people that you mentioned, the legends that you mentioned, and it, what's interesting was hearing you're on your way out to New York is when you finished volume two here. Are we going to get the third one soon? Is is yard work? Is that done? You're going to get 2.5 and 2.5. 2.5 is done. It'll be out January. Wow. January. I'm going to put out, I'm going to put out two singles beforehand. The first thing I'm going to put out, I think, uh, it's called Standing on Business, and that one is yeah, in that vein of true southern hip hop, man, for sure. Oof. You've had the chance to meet Big Boy, I heard in previous interviews. So, how was your meeting with him? Because I know Savannah, you have that connection there, and you just love how he relates to a lot of the OGs there, and the fact that he was able to make a name for himself and be rich and not let anything change him really too much. So, talk to me how your meeting was with Big Boy. Uh, with Big Boy, man, it was, I wasn't nervous or anything like that. Like, I'm never nervous when I meet, like, some of the big names in hip-hop. But with Big Boy, like, it really just felt good to see that see someone from my city that was, like, not jaded by the industry or have, like, a bunch of, like, 
horror stories to tell about the game. Like, bro was like, he was cool as a fan. Like, it literally felt like I was talking to somebody that was on my block back home. So, like, yeah. And I we've seen Big Boy my whole life. You feel me? Like, I think they first out, first album came out like 93 or something like that. Like, he started before I was even born. So I've I've always been able to kind of see Big Boy and Dre like at the at the at the height of their career. So being able to do that was, you know. Beautiful and mind blowing because we really the same height. Wow, <laughs> the same height, like for real. So seeing him do all the big stages and do all the big, you know, accolades that he done did alongside Dre, like yeah, it's fire. And when he was telling, he was telling me how um how he owns Stankonia now and has been for like for like some time now. Like that should just made me like really like. Think about like business avenues to get into and all of that. I never thought about like owning a studio and shit like that. So knowing that, that he's been doing that, like that's fire. It, was it before you met Big Boy that you kind of decided you wanted to bring the business and just areas where Savannah, Georgia could really become a success? Because I heard about you wanting to bring certain businesses, share, and you're already doing it already charities, movie theaters, venues. So is it kind of that conversation that you had with Big Boy that sparked that? No, nah, that was before that, way before sure. that. When when me and my business partner, Donnie, yeah, before when me and my business partner Donnie came together around twenty nineteen, that was one of the that was the big objective that we had was to create a pipeline from industries in the bigger cities into our hometown. So that was always that was always part of the plan. But there's always new things to to hear about and add to what you got going on into like your mental space. And what Big Boy was talking about was definitely one of those things for sure. Pope Baby Day, that came to fruition. 912 always represent. You try to keep it around that date. The third one, I just heard about that, and this is three years in a row now. So what's something that you're going to be looking forward to for the fourth day? One comment. What's going to be the fourth year here? Oh, because we started in the pandemic. So 20, 21, 22, 23. We're on number five. You're on number five. Okay, so you're so what's gonna be what's gonna be on the the fifth one then that you you're building up off of four? It's going to be really big, much bigger than number four. Number three is when we got proclaimed and we basically got our own local holiday. And, and the like, mayor came out. I heard too. Whole nine, like they did the whole they did the whole bells and whistles for for me and the team, and yeah, it was beautiful. But for the fifth one, I can't give out no secrets right now until I really really confirm everything, but. It's going to be the biggest one we've done so far, for sure. Big time. I heard you gave out 12000 to four local businesses there. That's big. Yep, we did business grants, gave out 12500 to be exact. So, yeah, a bunch of local business owners up in the city and as well as a, a high school student who's, like, figuring out his own, like, uh, careers and shit to do later on in his life, like, but yeah, like we really give back. Like a lot of people say they give back and they just make they just give out goddamn turkeys. And the whole time it's like these people, these people, they know how to eat. They don't have nowhere to sleep. There's you're not fixing a certain problem. We fixing the issue of having institutes, local institutes that happen to be really big that don't invest their time and energy into their local community. You feel me? Us giving out that 12 grand to you know, local residents, local business owners, like that's that's a solution to one of the one of the one of the many problems we got back home for sure. I think the, what you're doing is just monumental. It's gonna it's shaking the pavement here. 
especially when you have these talks about gun violence, because that's something that interested me when you're at these events that you bring up the gun violence. Do you see mm-hmm. any changes, ha- changes happening, at least in Savannah, that you guys are putting forward now that you kind of want to have these conversations down there at your event? Yeah, for sure. I mean, one of the one of the gun violence is still pretty bad back home. Like I, I've, I've gone to multiple funerals, like it's always the same type shit. But because we're providing opportunities to the youth and, and, and people that are even older back home, like that is a, a a thing that can directly affect the height of the gun violence. Because most of the people that do gun violence back home is because they don't know that they can do other things. All they know is all they know is the quickest way for them to get money is to rob niggas. Like that's the that's the only shit they know. Sell drugs, rob niggas, and get rich or die trying. You feel me? Providing opportunities for people who look like me as well as others who come from a, a underprivileged area, like that lessens that violence by an extreme amount. So for sure, like that's that's definitely what we've been doing. Giving out um internships and all of that, like real job opportunities that can like change generations which will then change the the large scale of the city that way the things that came around while i was growing up happen way less while these new kids are coming up that's imp- that's gonna make a huge i'm telling you man you're gonna you're making a change out there it, especially when we learn just about your story coming up and just hearing about your mom kind of being the inspiration because she worked in hospitality for a long time and you wanted to follow her path because you saw how easy her life was. She took the positive route. So you wanted to take that route with music. It, it, how does she feel about yard work here? Volume two. She, I know she's at every show and she can back up everything you say in your music. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've never told a line a song ever a day in my life, no. but with yard work one and two, I actually don't know how she feels about yard work too. <laughs> Because with with Yarek one and two, it was a, a a very intentional shift from the previous stuff I was making. Because everything before the Yardworks was buffet, buffet tapes. Yeah, buffet tapes. I put a million genres on one tape. Uh, with Yarek one and two, this was straight up just southern. And because I'm not I'm not a person that like likes to bite my tongue. This is the most like damn near the most gritty I've been on records in a long time. So I don't know exactly how my mama feels about y'all right one and two, but I know she can back up every story I'm telling. I just think she would like me to cuss a lot less. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're having these artists down there at the showcases and they're all local acts. Have you thought about bringing them onto your label? Have you thought about trying to help these artists make it out as well? Is that something that you're trying to do? Yeah, eventually, like over time, like we would love to like, you know, be the 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 big brother of the city that that could just sign people. You feel me? Be the cash money of New Orleans. Like we could just grab people from this side of town, grab people from this side of town, grab people from this side of town, lift them up, let them blow up and become something bigger. It just take time to do those those things because we independent. We not walking around with a million dollar capital every single day, like. No. And we want to truly invest in in the artists that we interested in. So it'll come in time, for sure, definitely. I know we talked about your big influence there with Big Boy, but another one in the city, Camouflage, rest in peace to him. He he was a guy that was next up, and we heard about the envy that went on there and unfortunately led to his un, you know, unfortunate death there. Yep. How how have you noticed things in the city? Because you do give a lot a lot of your time and energy and giving back and wanting to help the people there. 
do you do you still feel like negative energy? Because when we look at situations like Nipsey, he was giving back to his community. Do you still feel that? Um, there there is envy, like an underlying envy that happens in the city, but it's not it's not as heavy because mm-hmm. because it's not like how it was when Camouflage was was coming up, where it was maybe either one or two artists that were coming out of Savannah, and right before Camouflage was Big Boy and Outkast, so. Yeah, the 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 amount of people that was in the market was so low that whoever got the spot was getting hated on immediately. Now, nowadays we fast forward where there's a a Pope baby, a Quando Rondo, a Duop Kane, a Heartbreak, Flip Phone Five, like multiple artists that's coming out of Savannah, Georgia. Like that that the weight of that envy is much lesser, much lesser. It's still it's still not the safest thing. To just be walking around in the middle of the street and you got like you know a reputation and like things that 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 are worth losing and all of that shit like it still ain't safe to just be doing all that. But you feel me? Like the the weight of it is much lower, much lower, for sure. How, how amazing is it to see that his daughter is living on in his legacy at LSU? I keep I I keep forgetting about Flage. That's just yeah. crazy. But nah, Flage like Flage is. I can't even explain it because like she's like she's basically a, a most like a I guess you would call it like somewhat of a superstar because not only can she do music, she also plays basketball very well, really well. And she knows how to be a personality outside of all of those things. Like so she she knows how to be or damn it basically go viral on TikTok for doing something that has neither to do with basketball or music. She just has a personality on top of that. So like yeah no that's amazing seeing what Flaje has been doing like and I think she just got I'm not sure but I think she's got her own street in Savannah and I think she just like they gave her a, a her own her own intersection in the city that's beautiful yeah she's going crazy for sure she is, have you had a chance to meet her no I haven't had a chance to meet no Flage. all we we need a track from you too <laughs> I'm with it or she with it at yeah. all times that I think the city will love that for sure. Yeah, oh, for sure. She's been on the show, so if she's listening or one of her team is listening out there, fans, get it back to her. Pope baby, we need that Flage collaboration right there. Flage, get at me. Flage, get at me. I'm on the east. Get time to come pull up. Oh, yeah. We need it. Be kind and rewind. You know where I'm going with this. This was your dream, I heard. GM a blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Before rap, like, I always had like a love for film, a love for cinema, much deeper, much deeper than music, much deeper than than writing songs, damn near deeper than fashion. Like I have always loved movies and television. I'm a 2000s baby. I could go from watching Robin Big all the way to 2023 and watching goddamn the new Transformers that just came out. Like I've watched everything that has ever came out in the U.S. for sure. Everything. Oh man, and you like anime? And, and you like an- my animated mind. movies? I heard you like romantic comedies. In my mind. You can hear me? Okay, yes. yeah, you yes. like the anime? I heard you yeah, like you animated. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. It kind of like froze up there for a minute. You like gotcha. animated movies, romantic comedies, yes. big big movie. Why don't you get into acting? Because we're seeing your personality with with Turtle Tales and just everything in your music videos and your personality already as a hip hop artist. Why don't you want to get into? Have you thought about getting into acting? 
I've I've contemplated it because for, for folks who don't know, like um, coming up in high school, uh, I used to take drama class, and I was one of the best. You feel me? So I don't know. I've contemplated it. I think what what we've been using music as as a way to open the door for other avenues. Mm. You feel me? Whether that be fashion, which we got with Gumbo. I got this thing. I've been this thing. I've been kind of. This baby I've been nurturing called Binge Buddies that I really want. Oh, the commentary movie podcast that you want to have. That's going to be so amazing. Once once we get all the T's crossed and the I's dotted and all of the technical shit put together, that's going to be crazy. I've been talking about it for years. That's going to be crazy as well as we were working on, on technology, all type shit. You feel me? And act, I think acting would definitely be one of those things we would add to the artillery for sure. It'll happen. And you go to the movies I heard every weekend. So, I mean, how was it during the strike? Because the strike is over. They finally reached an agreement. But as a movie head. All right. So during the strike. My biggest concern during the strike, it wasn't as a consumer of movies. It was honestly from the the artist side, because for a lot of people who don't know, like Sinks is one of the like the biggest checks you get as an artist. You feel me? So if if there's no new content rolling out, no no new content opportunities rolling out as far as movies, TV shows, games, whatever, like if that if those opportunities are are on pause, like a lot of people not be able to pay their bills because a lot of people are, are are not top streaming artists, but the way they pay their bills is from sinks. So if what if, if as long as that shit, as long as the strike was on, like niggas was not getting paid that whole strike no. because it was nothing. Coming. So, yeah, like that was my biggest concern, especially like being like an uh, independent and like an entry level artist. Like we need all of them opportunities. So, yeah, that was my biggest concern. But now that it's, you know, everything's clear now. Yeah. Now that everything's clear, we can we can kind of like, you know, structure our business to, you know, look more toward those opportunities for sure. We're trying to get I really want to get on Grand Theft Auto 6. I want that. The soundtrack. Got to get that soundtrack. I want that bad. I got to get on there. Let's manifest that. That's coming soon. I know Rockstar Games, everyone's been going crazy for it. So let's make it happen. Got to make it happen. Come on, Rockstar. You see this? You see this? Get Pope Baby on the GTA 6 soundtrack. Please. Please. Got to do it. And let's get that collabo with Fergie, too. I heard I heard Fergie's. You're always... <laughs> Do it for Fergie. You, you think she's she's your top one there? The Duchess album. You said that's the white girls get rich or die trying. It was played in the the car that your mom just bought. You popped that into the stereo there. Mm-hmm. What is it about Fergie, man? Because I know you love the Black Eyed Peas. What what is it about her style? You think that makes her so different from everyone that you put her so high? Because I never heard. What's crazy is because I feel as though she's underrated. Okay, I agree with that. I also agree. Because I feel so not no one ever brings her up, but she is an important piece. And and when you look at it in hip hop culture, because of the black eyed piece, yeah. So with Fergie, like one, like the texture of her voice, because of the texture of her voice, like she's always been able to, if she wanted to, she could rap, mm-hmm. but she also could sing. And may I don't want to, I don't, I hope this don't sound crazy. A lot of white women aren't good with having twang. She knows how to have twin. Now that might be due to having her, to her having you know black and Hispanic producers and all of that. But she knows how to pull it off pretty goddamn well. <laughs> the Star Spangled Banners, we can let that go. But everything else, she bodied. 
every single time. She's on the a lot of people don't even know, like she's on the back end of all of the lights. A lot of people think that's MIA. That is Fergie. Like she's one of the one of the ones like one of the coolest textures. Like I really don't be I never really heard no bad stories about her doing her 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 debut album days. So like, yeah, like I always love Duchess. The Duchess, Fergie, yeah. Yeah, one of the one of the goats for sure, and, and you and you brought up national anthem performances. How about you know it was crazy? Flavor Flaves, did you see that going viral on? <laughs> I heard about it, but I didn't want to see Flaves. I didn't want to see Flaves. Star <laughs> Spangled Banner, bro. I didn't. I didn't want to see that. I I heard about it. Somebody told me about it because I love Flavor Flaves. Yeah, go Public Enemy, yeah. Public even beyond Public Enemy, I love Flavor Flaves for his show Flavor of Love. Flavor That's of Love, VH1. That's why I love Flavor Flav. And to, to hear that the man who was probably one of the most popular hype men ever singing the Star Spangled Banner, I'm cool. I don't, I don't want to see that. <laughs> I'm all right. I don't want to see my boy in that condition. I'm all right. Nope. Let's get to talking about the artists that you admire because you like Biggie, Missy Elliott, Kanye, Hove. You like artists that in ludicrous you like artists that resonate and claim and put on where they're from do you feel though feels though that a lot of artists lack that today is that why you kind of what makes you so big on wanting to stick with and just relating to artists that put on where they're from excuse me although there is a lack that was never like the reason why i wanted to do it i wanted to do it because i honestly that's just what i love i love seeing people like represent where they're from you feel me? Especially me being from a small town. Like a lot of us don't travel beyond our blocks. So we have to experience the world through other people's, you know, stories. And the best way to do that is through their music for the most part. Cause unlike 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 a lot of my crew, I'm the only one that does go to the movies all the time. You feel me? But they, we all listen to music all the time, unanimously. Like as a mass, we all listen to music. So being able to, you know hear everyone's story from other parts of the world. Like, I just always thought that shit was cool. Now, there is, there is a lack <laughs> of people representing where they're from nowadays. There is a lack. But I don't blame it. I, I don't blame them for it because a lot of people, like, they started on the internet. You feel me? A, a, lot of, a lot of these kids that blow up on the internet, they be military kids, all type shit. So they don't really have, like, a set foundation for where they from. They just, they are a big melting pot of things. And then they give out their version of whatever story they want to tell. So I don't fault nobody for not being from nowhere. But for me, it's hard for me to relate to people that aren't from an actual place. So Interesting. I, I do have to ask you about, because I, I get the Nelly, the Ludacris, and all your influences 100%. I do got to ask you about this. You like Justin Timberlake? Is he really one of your top? Really? I think he's, you don't think he's a culture vulture a little bit? I mean, with the the, the Janet Jackson thing, he's, he, he's cringy. You like that guy? Look, most most folks that look like JT happen to be culture vultures. Um, that's just what come with the, law, with, the, with the law of the land. It'd be like that. Now, do I think JT himself is a culture vulture? I don't know. I know he's a man from Memphis, Tennessee, who knows how to make, like I said, one of the white artists that can make songs with Twain. A lot of artists can't pull that off without being a country artist. So for JT, like his whole Timbaland run, uh, uh, Neptune's run, whatever, like he getting, he getting a lot of play and I will for sure. 
Now the Janet thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Now the Janet thing, yeah, no, nah, I, I can't, I can't really defend that man for none of that. But he's apologizing all of that stuff. Janet seems to have forgiven the man. I just want the streets to forgive Janet. That's all I care about. Yeah, I think his comeback is now ruined because of Brittany. Thank you, Brittany, and that that ends that. And we move on and we focus on Pope Baby. How about that? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, uh, but I mean, you have so much on the way here and just so much that you're having in the works and when learning about it, because it kind of struck me in, in hearing in one of your previous interviews that you because you've sold a lot of merch. There's been a kid that's you, asked you for your sneakers and it was the the Nike Air Forces with the bandana and the, the green bandana and the logo. And he eventually mm-hmm. he wanted you to sign these sneakers. It, it's kind of just so mind blowing to me when you think about an artist and their work is only a dollar a song. Do you ever see prices kind of, I mean, everything else is rising constantly, gas prices, everything else is country. Do you ever see artists wanting to raise the the money of their music or just finding out ways where they can actually generate more income off of their music besides touring or? Yeah, I'll say I, that. I, I feel so. this is art. You, you put a lot of time and effort in to just get paid a dollar a song. Right. I mean, you don't, you get paid a dollar a song when people buy the song. If we're talking streaming, one stream is a seventh of a penny per stream. So if, if someone buys a song, you're a lucky man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I still buy my music. I don't like streams. Okay, so okay. I bought your album, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's love. I, we appreciate it over there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, nah, like, I think, yeah, artists are starting to get smarter. Artists are starting to get smarter. They're starting to get, because everyone has the internet now. So everyone is starting to, you know, Google and search ways to, you know, you know, make make money in different avenues. You know, some some artists turn into YouTubers slash art slash artists. Some of them turn into uh, uh, create their own media platforms, and then they 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 interview a bunch of other artists like a uh, like Yachty with his um a safe place podcast that he got going on right now. Like, and then you got a you got Joe Button. Like, it's a bunch of people that's just figuring it out. You got you got as far as fashion, you got obviously Kanye with um. With Yeezy, and then you got Tyler the Creator with Golf Wayne, which is which is flying off the rack. You got Travis Scott with damn near all his sneaker collabs. Like, yeah, people, we getting into that era where people are figuring out. Like, hey, since everyone is basically just streaming our shit, we need to figure out the things that get us whole dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that that ha- that just happens to be every other avenue until you become one of the big, big artists, because it's all market share. That's all the streaming is. It's all market share. And if you're one of the bigger, bigger artists with a bigger, bigger following, like they get most of that market share If you. Everyone that's like under that, like mid tier artists or entry, entry level artists. Like, yeah, it's real tough to like pay your bills off of streaming. So you got to figure out other stuff. You do. And, and you're doing it already. And I mean, how do you, how did you kind of just, by the time because I heard about it, you work in a gas stations and stuff. So how do you kind of when you're in that starting stages? Because you tell artists all the time that you can make it out of any situation. If you don't have the resources, if you do, you can make it out. So what do you tell the art people that are sitting there and they just kind of feel stuck in life, but they they know what they want to do, but they feel yeah. as though that they're trapped in the position that they're currently at. How do you kind of just suppress and just keep going forward? What's the mindset that you got to have? Well, one, you got to acknowledge that uh 
this position of quote unquote struggle or hardship is normal in this journey. Everyone, well, mostly everyone has had to had to go through some kind of hardship to get to whatever place that they at five years later. You feel me? Uh, for those who didn't watch the, the Travis Scott Look Mom I Can Fly documentary, he was a South by Southwest performing in front of 14 people while still signed to T.I. and Kanye. So, yeah, this is <laughs> it's hard for everybody. Like none of this is, is ever easy. Like unless you get one of those very, 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 very rare deals and connections that just put you at the front like that. But industry for plants. Yeah, the industry plants type shit. You feel me? Everyone else, you're going, yeah, you're going to have to like figure it out. So that's the first thing you got, you got to acknowledge that you're not special in this hardship. Everyone has a hardship. You do that, that makes the hardship weigh a little bit less. Because now you can you can sit in the understanding that this is how it's supposed to go. Then you, you I would say, if you're if you a small time guy like me, like my best tool, because I was in an area that didn't have that many resources, I, the one resource that I know I had was the internet. It's a, it's a it's a source that everyone has basically. Sky Zone, you're put you having your music put on Sky Zone, paying blogs to post it on there, and that's how it started. You figure, yeah, you figure out, you figure out, you figure out some shit, man. I can't, I don't. The blueprint changes like over the years because you know time changes, the market changes, all of that type shit. So I don't have a direct blueprint, but I definitely know like some things do not change. Right now, there's the most people going to use the internet ever. So if you're not on the internet, you need to be using the internet. Any social media platform, you need to be on it. I know you can't be on it around the clock because you work a nine to five or some shit like that. But definitely being having a heavy presence on that and, and building relationships with people, bro. Like, let's say you work in your nine to five. You stack up a couple checks. Um, See if you can get you a camera, man. Go to a bigger city and try and build with some people, man. Literally, mm-hmm. And you can make content from the trip. You can record music out there if you save up enough. You can record out there, meet some DJs who might be connected to other artists. You feel me? And then just start building a network around what you got going on. And definitely like start locally though. Start locally. Build build something in your own like background, in your own, you feel me? On your on your home ground that 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 people from other cities can want to know well, what's going on down there. Because th- these people are starting to, you know, catch some traction and they're not from a New York, a L.A., a Atlanta, a, a, a Houston. Like You definitely just got to you got to build network, man, from from high to low, left, right, like for sure. And, and that's important. And just when you describe that, because then when you go on, when I read more about you is that so you have that support outside too from every state to, to fall back on, too. So you're not just relying on just being a local guy. You also have support in all the other states. Yep, thousand percent, man. Got to get that foundation from everywhere, everywhere. You could go platinum in the south, but you also could go platinum spread out too. So it's a great mindset, and, and you're achieving it every day. Earth Gang Tour was just a step right there. Turtle Tales that you see all the behind the scenes of being on the tour. Emos was there. You, I heard about you loving the story. How you even shed a couple tears over it when people had their phones up. There were so many phones that you couldn't even see like the distance really of it just with their arms you couldn't even see so you were like man it was crazy like shout out to earth gang shout out to since the 80s shout out to zeke barry whole gang shout out everybody shout out shout out everybody on my team shout out 
Donnie, Keish, B-Nut, Peso, Fob, Da Vinci, the whole game. Shout out Carmen, every, everyone that was on the tour. Um, yeah, no, it was a beautiful opportunity. Like, we got to, we got to travel, you know, to South with me and the crew. And we had a ball. A lot of, a lot of, uh, for a lot of us that was on the tour, like, we went to places we had never been before. I never been to Dallas, Texas. Never been. Never been to Dallas, Texas. Never. I think Dallas might have been the only place. But for some people, yeah, it was their first time in certain cities. You feel me? Never been to San Antonio or none of that. Like, I never performed at Alabama a day in my life. But that was a tour that had happened. You feel me? And it was cool. Like, it was one, they was one of the most lit shows. But, yeah, no, it was a beautiful opportunity. Like, sold out of merch. Like, every crowd was, every crowd was fire. Uh, Mike Dimes, who was also on that tour, was also a great opener. Like, yeah, and we we body shit every single show, and it was cell phone lights up every single show. Everyone had a good time. Everybody got home safely. Like there was there was nothing I would change about that tour at all. What did you learn from being on that tour, as far as from the touring aspects? Now that you can apply when you're ready to hit the road, solo. Um, definitely. Don't buy a bunch of frozen food. Okay. Don't do that. Don't don't do that. We just, most of the stuff that we had stocked up on the RV, like that ended up it ended up none of us ate it. Because we never had we never had real time to actually sit down and put something in the microwave. Like that no one ate none of that shit. So we wasted basically five grand on on goddamn ramen noodles and <laughs> we didn't waste the money. So yeah, like just get food at the stops. Like just do that. But mainly, um, I say one of the biggest lessons I would say is that I can carry on onto a headlining tour would be if we let's say we we did have openers like it would be because what they did with Earth Gang and the and the, and the Sister Eighties team did for us is they didn't tell us to go on stage until they knew people were in the crowd, mm. and that's something I I really respected for them for doing because they could have just threw us out there when it was four niggas out there when the whole when the whole the whole standing room was full they say give you the green light go ahead try it out see what you got and that was that was some of the coolest shit ever so that would that would definitely be something to carry on for you know possibly some of the uh the uh, people's choice showcase artists that uh, let's say we ever put them on tour like that'd be something to, to definitely bring on and yeah, just you know, shake everyone's hand because everyone matters. That's the biggest thing. Like, and we gotta do meet and greets. Whenever it's time for Poe to do headlining, gotta do meet and greet. Got to. That's probably one of the one of the quickest checks on the tour is the meet and greets, man. These people will pay 300 to a rat to sit there, shake your hand, hug you, get a pick, and then move on with their life. And they're gonna go to the show. They still gonna stay for the show and they're gonna get merch. Like you probably gonna get. 1500 off of one person. You feel me? Like that's that's it it take people like a month of streaming a good month of streaming to get $1500. So like to get that off of one person, the potential of getting that off of one person is beautiful. So that's definitely some things to add for sure. That's an amazing story that you told especially at Earth Gang. They wanted the stadiums and the arenas to fill out before yep. they threw out there. So yeah, that's important to, to go to show you like yo, you're going to get the exposure and then and look what happened. Everyone, yeah. you were hit. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to them, man. I really respect them for that, for sure. Yeah. 
When I move, you move. Let's talk about Ludacris. I've heard you bring this up before. That's your guy right there, a hit maker. Do you feel as though that artists today are kind of lacking the songwriting? Because you kind of talked about that in the past that people were writing hit records, not even based off of the streets. Like when we look at like Nelly, Dilemma, and like you said, when I move Ludacris, they were writing it in their own vision and just creating these hit records without relating to the streets. Do you think that artists kind of abandon that that tactic? Because when I do look at it, we kind of don't really get songs like that as much as frequent anymore. And it's not even on the same structure. Like, that's why we look back when we say, man, what happened to those Ja Rule, J-Lo, Ashanti records and those Nelly records? Like, what, what do you think happened? Was it the production? Why do you think we don't kind of get those songs as much? I'm not even for, for the, I'm going to answer uh, a couple a couple questions. Uh, so with, with what did I feel like what happened in between like yeah. the early 2090s into today's time? Yeah, t- the Sonic just changed the, the production and everything. I think well, yes, production changed, but I think the storytelling changed because like a lot of a lot of the two thousands, like they were selling like a fairy tale of how they like of how they wish life would be. You feel me? Like we 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 wish a lot of the women wished it was niggas sitting out in the rain with a boombox begging <laughs> them to come back outside. You feel me? So that that and that that was <laughs> <laughs> It was so romanticized that it had to go platinum. It had to because every 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 song felt like the most the most ghetto Disney story ever. You feel me? And it and during those days, it was a lot of people like a lot of those artists like those are some of the biggest checks they ever got in their life. Like a lot of them people was getting million dollar music videos to just be as big and as romanticized as possible. When we fast forward into today. Yeah, people not trying to sell fantasy no more. Like no. they they trying to give you at least at least certain people not trying to sell a certain fantasy. Like some people do fabricate, like they gas it up a little bit. But for the most part, like yeah, a lot of these people are, are telling you like, hey, we on drugs, <laughs> we on drugs, and we not in love. Like <laughs> that's what we on right now. So I think that's just the main thing. Like a lot of people just got tired of the fairy tale aspect of storytelling like that's what i think is one of the biggest things and as far as like as far as like do i feel like uh artists have like lacked in the making songs like general and like for the public type shit like just trying to make hits versus like you know making other shit uh i don't think women shied away from it women are still making hits that have nothing to do with the streets as well as now they making songs that got to do with the streets as well too. Like women have, have never like shot away with that with dudes. I don't know why <laughs> maybe because the market decided like they, they fuck with the more like more gritty shit or like the more artsy shit. Cause this is, this is where the land is at right now. Right now the, the land is on one side, you got artists that are very artsy, very mystique, very Kendrick-esque. You feel me? Like more, not not so, not 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 good kid, mad city Kendrick. More Section Eighty. Like this mm. shit is artsy as hell. Like damn near, damn near, Pulitzer Prize need to be put in a museum artsy, right? And then you got another side of artists that just make straight up street shit. Like this shit is is Griselda. Street. You feel me? Like street, 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 street. 
And then you got this middle ground right here. There's a void. There's a void in this middle ground. And yeah, people just haven't been, you know, in my opinion, a lot of the male artists haven't been trying to be in this part right here, which can be is the record can be as open as possible. Like I like I say all the time, Ludacris, when I move, you move. What's your fantasy? Um TI 24s. That's a song about goddamn rims. <laughs> it's not about rims. So like, yeah, like it's it right here is just a void. And only 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 I've only seen like maybe a handful of artists really aim for that void in today's time. And I plan to be, you know, try and keep this right here, you know, pretty alive and pivotal in how hip hop sounds. And that's big time. And that void is gonna be filled by Pope Baby. He's he's been wanting to do it. It, 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 he loves the music. He's all about the early 2000s. I love it. Do you think, because do you feel as though the early 2000s gets overshadowed by the 90s? Because we kind of just be like, oh, the 90s, the 90s, the 90s, because we're the golden age. Do you feel as though that we kind of overshadow the two, early 2000s? Because early 2000s was an amazing time. I think I think people, let me make sure I say it correctly. I think the only people that, that say the 90s overshadow the 2000s, you are either from so you from the south, you get a whole different answer. You are either someone that's from up north mm. or someone from the west coast, where basically most of hip hop were these two regions. You feel me? Now, when you hit, I say 98 and 99. <laughs> 98, 99, damn near everything after that is the south. Damn near. So the only time I hear that is when it's people that's from different parts of the country. But if you from down here, like, nah, like, our heyday came literally after the the whole East Coast West Coast thing. Mm. So yeah, yeah, no, nah, it don't matter if it's R and B all the way to hip hop. Like we had all that shit. Like everything after that was us. So yeah, I don't believe so, but I could be biased because I'm from the South. <laughs> you could be. It, and speaking of the South, you know, with Nelly and everything, were, were, was it crazy? Did you see it go trending on Twitter viral? The Nelly Chingy thing. You saw that go viral on Twitter. Oh man, yeah, I saw, I saw. But what's crazy because I I love hip hop. Like I used to watch the um the beef DVDs. Okay, like the smack DVDs and all that. I used to watch all of them when when Ti was beefing with Lil Flip, when Game was beefing with Fifty Cent, and somebody got shot outside the studio. Like when he when when Game was beefing with Yuck Mouth. Like I used to watch all of them DVDs, and one of the beefs was the Nelly and Chingy beef, and all that shit was already in there. So. Shout out to everybody that's just now like hearing all of that like today, but no, nah, we we was already on that. <laughs> we was already for sure. Uh, yeah, I love I love one one of the comments was just because I'm a Nelly guy. Nelly Nelly's probably the reason why I'm here today. To be honest, that was my first intro into rap. Ride with me, country grammar classic. But one of the comments really got me because someone said in there, "Why did it sound like Nelly was losing <laughs> in the beat?" And the beef is sound like like when they when they put the verses together, <laughs> when they put the verses. It's like nah, Chingy went crazy. Nelly didn't go as hard as Chingy, but Nelly had a bigger career than Chingy, so that's he 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 might have lost one or two battles, but in the war, Nelly got that. Nelly got yeah. the war. Oh, easily because we would have remembered it. You know, it's not yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely got the war. Unbelievable! But how's the live album coming? That's this is something that you want to put out. I heard you want to get live instrument instrumentalization in there. So how's your live album going? 
Um, because we did, um, uh, we did the first live album around Pope Day. I think the second Pope Day. No, it was the third Pope Day. Third Pope Day. The third Pope Day, we did the first live album. Now, because I'm working on like y'all were two and a half, y'all were three, a debut album as well as the live album. Like the live album, like it's gonna be between the date my debut album that I plan to put out at some point and the live album like it's gonna sound like black man's heaven like mm-hmm. it's gonna be like it's hard to really explain it without like people being there for the sessions like it's so beautiful like right now I'm doing the most grittiest shit ever out of my catalog and it's going to transition into the greener side of the grass and that's definitely what the live and the debut album will sound like for sure we got two yard work volume 2.5 coming. You already got that on the way for next year. What's your blueprint for next year? Well, what's the trajectory, man? Because I feel it's all this the sky is really the limit for you. The talent's there, the music's there. It's just, you. you know, things just have to fall into place. So what what are you grinding for in 2024? Uh mainly just having, you know, as, as we mentioned before, like the other avenues that you can get into as far as music. Like I want to have all of those set in stone at the top of the year. That way for the that way, my calendar throughout the rest of the year is booked and busy. Because if 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 right now we understand like to some degree how much money is just sitting out there that's up for grab, all we got to do is add add something, add the the medium for those things into our pla- into our infrastructure, and we could go grab that. So that's one of the main things we're doing right now. Q four is ideating. And then locking down those things before we get into the new year. And then once the new year gets in, like it's off to the races, man. Let's go execute. That's the, that's the whole twenty twenty four. Like execution, 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 execution. You heard it first, Pope baby man. Is there anything else you would love to let the audience know, your fans know, anything else that we didn't discuss here tonight? First off, I want to I want to thank you for even having me here. I appreciate you, bro. Like of course. Um, I want to give a big shout out to all of the listeners that we've been having. Everyone who's been listening to my music all the way from 2016 to 2023 into 2024. I appreciate all of y'all. Me nor the team could do any of this without y'all. So I definitely appreciate y'all. Uh, more gumbo on the way. We're gonna we're gonna premiere the second season either this fall or this winter or top of next year. So be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for gumbo. Binge buddies, more te- more turtle tales. We got more stories to tell, of course. Uh, turtle tales, and yeah, more music on the way, man. More cool shit for sure. And, and he really does love turtles because he's himself and comfortable in his own shell. There you go. And when his, the head comes out of that shell, it doesn't change. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. Same motherfucker. That's a bad. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad boy. <laughs> Uh, Pope baby, let them know where they can find you on Instagram, Twitter, all your platforms. There, got you. You can find me on Instagram, P O T E B A B Y S. You can find me, that's an Instagram or Twitter. I think you did that was Instagram because it po- it's just Pope baby on Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter, it's just Pope baby, P O T E B A B Y, and Snapchat, same P O T E B A B Y. We've been going crazy on Snapchat. Uh, shout out to the Snapchat team, too. And TikTok, P-O-T-E-B-A-B-Y. Um, any music platform, it don't matter if it's Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music. Uh, I think it's Deezler, like Deezer. 
any any music platform, YouTube, whatever, P-O-T-E-B-A-B-Y. You're going to see a young, dark-skinned man with some chains on and gold teeth every time. <laughs> uh, They call me. You just fill it out there with spelling it out. Oh, man, they call me P-O-T-E, Poe Baby representing the 912. Never disrespect it, never neglect it, because I'm always going to rep it, for real. All right, we're volume two out now, available on all platforms. Go stream it. Most of all, download it. Support this man right here, Pope Baby. Pope Baby Day going crazy. Turtle Tales. Go check him out on YouTube. Shout out to Donnie and Andres in the building for setting this up. Anytime, man. Anytime you want to come back on the show, you're always welcome. Keep doing great things. All right, man. And we'll be back soon. That's you too, man. I appreciate you. Of course. Real way, man. Andres, shout out to you, bro. All right, y'all. All right, I'm guys. Catch y'all next time. All right. Enjoy the rest of your night. All right, guys. Peace out. You too.